West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. is broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Shirley O'Regan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Carol McCutton, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Listeners, uh, you're very welcome to County Views. Um, I am not Pat O'Donovan. I'm sitting in for Pat for the evening. And I have two of my guests here with us. We're still waiting on our resident panellist, Tom Ryan, who I'm assured is in the building. Tom Ryan is in the building. (laughs) We also have Christy Kelly and Carol McCartan with us this evening. Welcome, gentlemen. Um, It is an unseasonably mild Wednesday evening. Don't forget, if you have anything that you'd like us to be talking about, you can contact the station on 069 66 200. You can text or WhatsApp 087 166 9800. Um, Or, of course, you can can, um, ring Jason, as I said, on 069 66 200. So, what's been going on this week in the news? What should we start talking about? I suppose one of the things that I noticed that has been popping up on all um, news forums and in the media is protests. We've we've had protests and we've had more to come. We've got the Micah Pyrite protest coming up on the 8th. And it's set to be a big one from what I see on social media. I did a feature on it on uh, last Friday's exchange programme. I was talking to Anne Ryan. I think Anne was on Anne was on County Views, wasn't she, Tom, a couple of couple of months ago? Yeah, she was. She, she was. Yeah, she was yeah. And I was talking to Paddy Diver from um, Donegal about the MICA situation up there as well. They're expecting upwards of 20,000 at the protest in Dublin on Friday. Yes, it's got very complicated now because there are different aspects to it, like in values in particular, mm. you know, and it's, it's not going to be fixed easily now. No. There, are, there are problems everywhere there. First of all, with the, you know, I think it's generally agreed by the government that they're going to replace, that they're going to rebuild the houses, you know, and... Um, you know, there's there's fun against that. Like, I mean, I mean, is it the government's responsibility? Like, you know, well, is it solely the government and the taxpayers' responsibility? I know that the people it, deserve redress. But it's not. No, that's the point I was just going to make. Yeah. Yes. Like, you know, I mean, the government. I mean, you see, this is um, this is again a threat to the government. Like, you know, by the opposition mainly, and and uh, the actual people responsible for this are the people in middle blocks. Yes. And that uh, and that. Uh, you know, and supply them, and the bondholders, the, the, the insurance companies and the banks, you know. There are a lot of, uh, the, the government have been forced to pick up the tab here, which could end up with maybe three to four billion, at least. Now, that's only to, because this will spread, and there'll be houses that there's no pirate in, and they'll be looking for re- redress, and we'll go to the courts, we'll go in every direction, and the, the exchequer will end up paying the bill for this and there'll be billions outside of even what's known. It, this will be worse than any children's hospital like. Mm. 
Because you see, I think myself that um, you see that they, w- they have been forced now, I mean, here into a quick decision on this, although it's going on for long enough. We have huge sympathy for the people in the houses, we know that. I mean, I have, we spoke about it in the programme before anyone was talking about it, yes. we discussed it here. And, uh, you know, it's left now to the taxpayer, the people that are paying their mortgages themselves, and, and the general taxpayer for to pick up the tab here, where the builders, the suppliers, some of them the biggest companies in the world, you know, the quarry holders and the, the, the manufacturers, and uh, the actual people that were detailed to examine the product, they're all, they're all bondholders as well as they got them short bonds. They should have. They're, they're being let away scot-free. And the joke of the whole thing is, in my opinion, and I leave it this to the other um, that, um, well, we go after them. They have more chance now of catching the wind than they have catching them for any money. And the banks are also a big, a big uh, influence here. They're being half scot-free as well. It's an absolute pure shambles. And the people, like the people who are suffering, you know, like they're not getting, I don't think, the coverage they deserve because of all of that. Well, they're, well, they're getting plenty of coverage now, Michelle, to be honest about it. They're, they're getting a lot of their time and uh, they're, they have very good spokespeople mm-hmm. and they have they have a very good uh, political uh, backup as well from the, from the politicians in Donegal and uh, Sinn Féin in particular are very, very strong behind them. And... Uh, you, you see, there are areas in it like, I mean, can you afford, can, you see, the values of the houses, I mean, is going to be a big problem. You can say, oh, my house is worth a million, it cost me a million to build it. A lot of these houses, you know, there were a lot of loose money flying around that in that particular sure. area of our, of our great country <laughs> at the time. And now, are we going to have to replace them with a million pound house again? Yeah, I mean, what, what is 100% redress, as you say, yes. when the price of property is fluctuating? Right. Yeah, it's not been it's not been teased out enough because they are being forced into uh, into decision making. And what's the decision? It's like what the, it's a bit maybe in comparison to what's happening with the are they going to pay the nurses or what they're going to give them? You know, they've been forced into that again, and it's spreading in all directions. And this is Ireland. This only would only happen in Ireland. Like. Exactly. <laughs> I have to. I have to agree with Tom. Like yeah. uh, you know, what he says like I, 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 for the life of me, even you mentioned, we'll say the, the, the politicians that are fighting, fighting the, the corner for the, the, the homeowners, and the homeowners need to be looked after, whatever way they're going to be looked after. I don't know, but I, for the life of me, I, I don't hear any politician talking about those suppliers, engineers, banks, those that uh, that. I will say guaranteed everything along the way when these houses were being built. We had this body called Home Bond, and you had to sign up to this Home Bond, and any house you bought, you know, builders were promoting this, and that was adding more cost to houses. And uh, it was all guarantees. Your your house was guaranteed for ten years or whatever it was structurally and on all. Sure. But none of that. It wasn't what the paper is written on. But I can't. All of those, no matter who they are, they should be made. They should be called to task on all of this. And we will say you had the, you had the banks handing out money. They had to have reports in, and everything was was supposed to be above board. We'll say all the materials that goes in is supposed to be quality assured by different. There's ISO bodies, as they call them, you know, various European standards to be uh, applied. And for the life of me, I I, I can't understand why the, 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 those 
that element of the of, of the the building is not being targeted. It's, it seems to be just the taxpayer has to fork out three billion, which is totally wrong as far as I can see. And like even if if you go back to forty years since I built my house, right? And and I remember concrete blocks that time. They came loose in a lorry. Yes. And they would be tipped out in the in the in the yard for you to, to, to draw in like and that time you probably if you got five or six broken blocks in the in in the lorry load it would be as much. Now you could catch a block and, and break it on your knees that's so oh, little more. And and like yes. you know, you're looking at at, at even different and and they're supposed to pass the test today, but they, like they wouldn't pass the t they weren't the blocks we were being supplied with forty years ago. So like stand Standards have really gone down. But the notion like, of giving somebody a ten-year guarantee on building blocks isn't that madness? It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, you, you would surely expect that your house. And and the, and the joke of it is, those suppliers that supplied those blocks, they, they are still in business in one shape or form, and they seem to be getting away scot-free. So I, I it, it's it's yeah. totally wrong anyway. I would like just to say a couple of things. I wouldn't agree totally with Tom or uh, with you or I should say. I think the people, like the first thing, we mustn't conflate, uh, as you said, building standards and who is responsible and all this. There are people in dire straits. People, their houses are crumbling down around them. Now, these people need help, urgent help. I was listening to one of their spokespeople on uh, Radio Berlander, maybe three or four nights ago, Michael Doherty, and I was very impressed by him. They have gone through all these issues. If, if builders and banks except when engineers have to pursue it, that can be done afterwards. But the here and now is, is the important issue. And the important issue is that people can't live in these houses. Where are they to go? I mean, we're talking about bringing in refugees into this country. If we can't look after our own people living up in Donegal and past the Sligo, and they probably even say past the County Limerick. Yes. Uh, now, like that, that is the real question. And money should not come into it. Because we have spent... Billions on the, on the pandemic, a lot of it unnecessary. So uh, this money is there and can be found. Pursuing the, the builders, the quarries, the engineers, the people that are uh, overseeing the building, that is a separate issue out here. That can be sorted out. But uh, here and now, I think these people are entitled to full redress. And the size of the house, or the footage of, of the square footage of the house should not be the issue. These, these people are still paying their mortgages, Tom. They're paying their mortgages on something that is worthless. Yeah, but so, that's I mean, that, that, that my fault, is it? But, uh, that might not be the fault. The yeah. fault, the fault, okay, we can look for faults. Here no, but, in, you, in, in but you see, there's no one disagreeing with what with is, with yeah, the problem. So we must, we must what we're talking about is, is the actual responsibility for all this. Yeah, well, that can be, that can we be have, pursued afterwards. We have, yeah, well, don't mind afterwards. Yeah, afterwards, 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 afterwards will never happen like no. I mean, afterwards, these people are, haven't even, they're not even, uh, uh, they're not even joining in the actual, any, in any part of the redress. You can have tribunals and inquiries, and we know that these can take years and years to set up, uh, to give their uh, verdicts. For now, it's the government's responsibility. When the government is here for the good of the people, they've, look, that I'm making the comparison, the government they must take the, the bull by the horns here and say, right, there's a big number of people 
in dire circumstances, dire straits, uh, their houses are not livable in it, and we must help them now. Now, it's up to the government afterwards to pursue those people. Yeah, there's, that, an that, that people there's an awful lot of people with no house at all, like in the country as well. The yeah. government's responsibility for to help them as well. The government has, has, I've been blamed for everything. You're conflating other issues. You can show you about him, I mean, the COVID thing, isn't it? Like. Well, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything. example, you're saying, how can I'm we get the money? How can we get the money? Yeah. Well, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, there is no denying these people have to be looked after. That was said here what, three weeks ago. I mean, there have to be, the, the, those houses like will have to be rebuilt. Which that's, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, 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 but you see who will pay for it. That's the, that's that's the, the, that is the crux. I haven't heard, yet heard yeah. a politician asking no. for all of these no, other because bodies it's I mentioned it's The politician did be led by Shane and by the rhetoric that we have yesterday now from... I wouldn't be a supporter of this government, like in any, but in fairness, the, the, the government, it's, it's public money they're looking at. Yeah. And, and uh, th these other bodies should be targeted, and I haven't heard any politicians speaking out against these bodies, these, these companies and the engineers and the banks and all of these. The protest, you see, the fear, people are afraid to talk. It, it's not even been discussed, it's been demanded now. And, and, and the houses belong to millionaires that, are, that are, have to be rebuilt as well, costing millions. Well, well, I think there should be a cap, definitely a cap, putting the spending of the houses anyway. If it's, I mean, if people have to be housed and if, if they have to be rehoused, well, then let there be, let there be a cap on it and more about it. That's what but I mean. If I was like in Michal Mountain Shores, that's what I'd be saying. You can't have build a house. You want to build it or don't build it? Well, no, I, I mean, I don't... Li li I live in a small house enough now, and it does me... And I'm not... And, and I'm not... And, and I'm surrounded by mansions and the whole lot. And I, I wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't be supporting anyone to build a mansion. No matter well, if, a, if a person has a house and if, if it's, there's pr a problem in that house, which there is, with the, I mean, with the mica, these situations, they should be capped and we'll build houses to the value of 350,000. That'll build a good house, you know, and to be good enough for a lot of them and, and, and about them. That was what that's been originally. That's, that's been my opinion about it. And it's time to stop, to stop this old cartel and, and, and demanding this. Like, and Sinn Féin are leading this. Why? Because they want to be the popular. The no, popular. They want, they I mean, to their home ground and, and they want to be in, in, in and everything. They want everything for nothing. And they want everything done. They don't mind who they want to provide the money because they have plenty of money well, themselves. I've had people speak on radio and on TV. I've had them too. They're, they are speaking, they're small, they're, they have no political affiliation. These people are speaking on behalf of the people who have been affected, Tom. And not I'm trying to politicise the thing. Uh, yes, politicise long ago, but Sinn Féin. Long ago, long ago. I'm not, I'm not asking, the people, to say that. the people, the people, well, I don't mind saying it, because it's the truth, and the people that are talking are well able to talk, and fair play to them, and they have a good case, and I would support them, but I wouldn't support them for millions of pounds, but the houses are there, that. Now, I have, I think it, maybe it might be time to change the topic. I have a text message. Um, it is from Vera Ahern in Ate. She says, hello, Shirley. Can the panel give their opinion on the bonus to reward frontline workers during the pandemic? Should it be a cash payment or a bank holiday or both? Personally, I feel it should be both. What do we think? Well, I'll stick my neck out on that one. I think it was, a, uh, it was an idea that was brought up by the government, thinking yes. that it was basically auction politics at its worst, but I it think. It sort of ran honest. away from the money. And it has, it has gone out of all proportions. It was, 
it wasn't thought out one way or another. They, they, they just opened a can of worms, to be honest about it. Yeah. Okay, we talk about frontline workers. Okay, frontline workers. What's a frontline worker? Okay, we have the nurses, we have the doctors, we have well, all the, the medical staff. Retail. You have the people that's, that 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 fed us all along. Yes. That that served us at counters, that stacked shelves. They're frontline workers. Yeah, they were out. And and, and they were and they uh, and they haven't any uh, that state state jobs. They're, they're just uh, on minimum wage, yes. and they have no 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 security at work or anything like that. But I, I think it was an idea, yep. okay. But they should, they never examined it, and I think it should be a, uh, should be shelved. It's like anything. It. If you have an idea, you need and, to work and it out. And we say we have say pl- pl- plenty of teachers have come out against it. Yes. Yeah, because it's given them a bad name. They feel it's not. It's not. It's oh, doing down them. I mean, I totally and I agree. feel. Yeah. I feel it should be abolished. Well, I mean, I, as a teacher, I would totally agree with the teachers who have spoken out against it. Like teachers have not been frontline workers. Teachers have been working during the pandemic, definitely working harder and in a more complicated way. But they haven't been working on the front I, line. I, I know. I know of childcare workers who have had to go into work. Yes. And there is nothing for childcare workers. Nothing and they're meeting. And they're meeting children who have snotty noses and all kinds of calls every day and there is nothing for them and and it's just because there's a, a strong groups a groups of um, workers that have strong unions behind them and they're pushing the, the pushing the the issue and I, I think to be honest it should be it should never have been it should have never been brought out because it wasn't taught out and if it was taught out fair enough but it wasn't and it went from a, a day's holidays to, to, to money payment to whatever so it, it's it's divisive as well because look as I mentioned there are many types of frontline workers exactly. there are taxi drivers there's bus, bus drivers, drivers the yeah. whole lot are there like so they all pay, play their part Yes, absolutely. That's my so opinion. what do you think? Do you, you think scrap the idea or go revisit it? I'd, uh, I would think scrap the idea, to be honest about it. Do you think, Cyril? Uh, because ideas, holidays won't pay, wage, won't pay bills anyway, first of all. I would agree almost totally with what Krista has said. If I was to give any a special payment, the only people I would give to are the nurses. Mm-hmm. The nurses and the nurses only. I have a message before we ask Tom what he thinks about it. I have a message here. Um, I agree with Cyril with regard to redress for victims of pyrite mica blocks. It must be most devastating to anyone to see their house crumble and still have to pay the mortgage. What an intolerable worry for anyone. And that's Mary from Rathkeel. We don't disagree with her. We don't disagree with her. Well, other girls. It, well, you yeah. haven't disagreed about redress. You just you you just disagree about who should pay. Exactly. Isn't that it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is it is undoubtedly devastating. I had two people on my program last Friday who've both been affected. One with pyrite and one with mica, and it's just devastating to to speak to them. You know, to to think of your family home falling down around you. You know? and, and feeling helpless yes. and feeling helpless and still paying for it and still you know worrying about like you know we we go home to feel safe we, we saw what happened during uh, we'll say the, the boom and the crash uh, yes. people uh, bought houses at an enormous price uh, way over the top they they've discovered they lost their jobs they lost everything and they lost their houses because they, they couldn't it. afford to pay the mortgages and something similar is happening here now they they have a they paid out uh, in, in, in good faith, faith for their yeah. and and yeah. now it's it's all it's falling all falling down. down yeah, it's it's literally falling. Tom, what do you think about the um, the 
the um, frontline workers? Well, the frontline workers, it has ended up an after shambles, you know. And as Christy rightly said there, it was brought up as a kind of... Um, Maybe a bit of propaganda at the time, and everybody was present in offices, and at that particular time, there was a terrible fear across the We know very little about the pandemic, actually, and, and um, you know, we all saw the, the initial stages of it, and the panic that was there, and the fear that was there, and the nurses went in. Well, you really did their job as well. I mean, you know, they're, they're state people, and they're, they're, they're paid by the state, and there was no one idle for a day. They were all... They were all all paid, a lot of our people lost their jobs and had to go on PUP. And, uh, you, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands had to go on that. But I think that it really, I agree with, with Cyril and Christy that it has to be scrapped now. And this, this whoever idiots brought up this idea about another bank holder. I mean, that's the greatest joke of all time. We have enough of bank holders. <laughs> who's going, to, who's going to, to, to pay for the bank holders? Only the people in small shops and in small businesses that can hardly keep going at the moment. So, like, it, let's call a spade a spade here and take the take the rap here. They're talking about nearly a billion again. That people and that the agencies, like teachers. I mean, can you, can you imagine? Everyone even got their wages every week. I mean, when nobody was getting paid. All the state employees got paid. Every one of them. No matter what department they were in, and we we know that that, that uh, they were doing a difficult job. But sure, look, everybody in their own way. Soon they'll be looking for farmers uh, for, for to get it because they were making cows, and they had to give them in order to provide food. I even had that this you week. Know, so, like, I mean, it's it is a shambles, and it's taken up an awful lot of time, an awful lot of valuable government time, and you, you know, and somebody I think had the grasp of this. Let's say, look, we'll think of something. We might. Get maybe next year into ta- in our tax reform or something in the budget, we might give a tax allowance or something like if that. If they kept, uh, kept yeah. the tax on fuel at the moment, it would, yes. it would serve some if purpose. Is, if it's something like, or something like that in a tax situation where everybody would, would, would feel they were getting something, you know, I think that might be better way handling it. But it's getting divisive and it will get worse. And next thing you'll have strikes and you'll have dispute and there'll be protests about that as well. So, I mean, and it's the it's right mess. And it's uh, setting a worker against workers as well. Are, are, uh, it's divisive. It's very divisive. But, 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 but Jill, in all fairness, working against workers, there is a serious situation there at the moment, because the workers and the army workers that you and I and Cyril uh, are familiar with and, and deal with every day, they're far removed from the public service. Oh, they are, oh, yeah. And, 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 and the sooner, mm-hmm. the, the sooner that people realise that, that I mean, the differential in every standard as regards work conditions, pay, pay Pensions and time off and all that kind of stuff and holidays. It is honest time that that our our bloated public service is a is an actual fact only a waste of time. And with the modern techniques that are there now and all this modern technology, I think the lesson we should have and the lesson we have the better. I think. Yeah. Just on that point, the one uh, there was a, a proposal from some uh, TD. I forget his name. That, we, that this so-called bank holder should be on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Such a pathetic uh, motion to have a proposal. Isn't that I mean, Thanksgiving yeah. Day is something in the States that leads on to this kind of, you know, uh, that's, you know that's, Friday thing. That's Thursday, I mean, November or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black, Black Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, Black yeah. Friday. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, why would we have to copy any country, you know, especially America, if you want an extra bank holder, the only person that I would go after is Lola Breda and Kate Lord and Arach. 
service and the frontline workers and we have PD4 today having their annual conference or army is the worst paid army in the world we are riddled with generals with medals hanging off them and, 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 and all sorts of, 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 of uniforms that never fired a shot in anger and there, and we see the scandals that has gone on that within the our armed forces in recent times that, that RT had to, had to in actual fact expose well, to the fair, to the fair country, like that, when all civil servants who know about this, and who and, and ministers know about it, because they were all all these incidents, serious incidents of all sorts of, of intimidation, bullying, sexual assault, and even rape, went down in, in our armed forces, and they were all ignored. I mean, and now they're talking about putting in a kind of a commission again to, of inquiry. Did you ever hear the life in your life, sir? Who was actually responsible? Who? Why didn't our ministers, why didn't they act? Because they knew this, like. They were told that. They were, there's no doubt about it. All these things have been reported to them. And so that's, that's will tell you, the, the actual breakdown between our public sector and our political uh, people or political or, or ministers and our, our government as such. There's a huge breakdown there. It's happening in the health authority. We say with what above, he didn't tell your man that you, he didn't tell the minister that, that one of the chief people over the care with our chief yes, the woman was after, was after resigning for, for a week. Who are these people? How dare they carry out like that? What? He's done about 500,000 a year. That what? He got 90,000 of rise like. Where would it happen? Only here. Like even as you mentioned, Slantecare, a good one came out this week with Steve, uh, or was it last week, Stephen Donnelly. He was, it was reported that he said that no, the Slantecare is, we would say, nearly gone by the wayside at the moment. But he's going to concentrate, just listen to this, concentrate on one aspect of it, which is regionalisation. We already had that with help boards and they did away with it. And they kept all the layers that they had in the help boards and they carried it onto the HSE. So they're just all over the place with it. It's an after-shambles thing, you know, but... Instead of instead yeah. of attacking the issues that are just there, that's with obviously a million everybody. People, with a million people waiting for procedures, like, waiting for, uh, wait, wait, waiting for, I mean, well, I service in, in our HSE, and she thinks that one day, and he's like a throw every day, and about another half million, like. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and what is it, in, in the Limerick Leader today, they, they described the, the emergency department in our own hospital as like a cattle mart. Yeah. Elderly people have been on trolleys for five and six days. 
in but corridors. Look, you, 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 the, the hospital basically works from 8 to 5 Monday to Friday yeah. in the hospital part of it rather than the, the A&E. I can't understand why it doesn't operate 24-7 with scans and MRIs and all that and just and just use the, well, use the stuff to well, stay Well, to the very simple reason, to, that's Christy, that, that question can be answered very It's called custom and practice and union. Union domination, union, I mean, decide who works and who, and who goes into the hospital. Doctors, consultants, all all those technicians that are involved in, in at those levels of MRIs. And but it's crazy. The, the, but the, that's the, the equipment is those, there and it's not being used. <coughs> that, that, those situations have been less developed uh-huh. by bad management not being and by, by political incompetence. That's what they call it. That's the mess we're in. It's not true to anything else, only pure domination and trade union dictation. That's what, that's, a lot of that has happened and they, were, they got everything they wanted because they were afraid of And you have Innes and Nina downgraded and everything is gra- uh, crammed into them, and, right? And you're talking about, you're talking about, about the limit leader. We've, all, all media here, like, are only, they're only phonies, like, because they, they don't, all those issues, like our crime issue, that have riddled with Limerick for the last 40 years, and I know it, I live inside the middle of it. I mean, they actually, they have ignored all that, and they, they know, they, know, they hadn't the guts to even publicise or to, or to make any show of all, what went on. The, the, the work of the councils, they'll ignore, they're all, it's all in that in a wink, they're not even and, reading it. And going back another point, <coughs> we were talking about frontline workers and nurses in particular, I remember um, uh, seeing a headline some time back and it was, it was actually uh, the Minister for Health at the time was Simon Harris and he was considering um, ha- taking action against striking nurses at the time they were going planning to go out and strike so he this is and, and now he wants to reward them <laughs> so I, I, I they're all over the place and this is only about two or three years ago and I saw I saw I saw um, who are ministers today you know uh, they were um, on the protest line with nurses you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, nurses have been the poor relations of you know, the health service over the years. They have been uh, in the front line of you know, say, dealing with patients. Uh, at times, not a very pleasant job. And um, I think you know, due, due recognition must be given to nurses. Uh, we must hire more nurses, pay them better. And uh, coming back to you know, the hospitals being closed over the weekend, that's fine, uh, Christy, but, I mean, you can only work so many hours in a week. I mean, they're talking now about, about, about bringing down from, from five days to four days a week. Uh, so, I mean, we must recruit far more nurses if, if we were to achieve that uh, goal. Well, sure, why didn't they... Now, can I stop Sorry. you until we need an ad break? So, can I just remind listeners that you can text in... Uh, 087-166-9800 or you can call 069-66-200 and we'll be back after this break. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Shirley O'Regan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Carol McCatorn 
As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. back listeners you are of course listening to county views here on west limerick 102 and i am joined by <coughs> tom ryan carol mccarton and christy kelly and don't forget this is your program too if you want to have your say you can text or whatsapp 087 or you can call 0696600. and jason of course will take your call now i have a couple of texts here so we might have a look at those Here's one. Uh, hi, Shirley and Tom. Great to hear you there, but I miss Pat. I hope he is okay. And of course, it is a pleasure to hear your lovely bubbly voice and hi to the panel. And yippee, I'm all excited because another great, great grandson was born this morning and the crack I'm getting is only mighty and loads of love and kisses to my Tom from Polly the Poet. Oh, yeah, Polly. <laughs> they will have guessed it. And congratulations, Polly, as well. Great, Yeah, another great, great grandson great, was born this great, morning. Great, congratulations, great Polly. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I am glad you're enjoying us and Pat will be back next week. Um, now I have another message here. Can you ask Tom, was he surprised to see Michael O'Donoghue and Davy Fitzgerald withdraw their names to be the next Galway hurling manager? And that's with regards from David Mulcahy in Castle Mahan. Were you surprised? I was actually. I, I was very surprised surely, I, on that one because it was kind of. Uh, well, I wasn't surprised to see David withdraw his name because he was overlooked. You know, he. I think there was a bit of a, a bit of a reaction to his application or to his. I thought he might hit, that they might have picked him. You know really when he was available and not too far away from him. But it then it, it, it came out that Michael Dunham was the chosen was one of the chosen uh, one. He was the man that they yes. all wanted. And uh, it looked like as if he had got the you know, it's a very it's a very senior position at the the Holy Mansion Galway because they have the material there and, you know, it's been I mean, Sharon Neil, our own Limerick I mean, Exholler and manager in the Pearsheek didn't, uh, he didn't do too well there now. I, I don't know what the, why that happened because he had enough experience, although he's young. But uh, it looked like uh, as if, um, as if Dunho Lake was going to be the new manager of Galway. Whereas we don't mind who the new manager of Galway is here in Limerick anyway because uh, Limerick will beat him and they meet him at a wood manager if they brought over Trapetoni back out of retirement and put him in charge of him. But, uh, I, I think there was there was a differential in financial affairs there at the girls, what was required and what was expected and the whole lot. But the one thing came out of it anyway was that I was reliably told by people that were in, that, that would have an idea what would be going on, that, that overall this thing has gone, you know, has gone really now, the demands of these county teams. The going rate for a county team manager now is 90,000. So anyone that has 90,000, if they put it in their pocket or put it in an envelope, it's up to Michael Dunno, I'm sure that he'll take the job at You know, and that is, that is the, new, the new rate of a county manager plus his 
while well, casting to pay his team behind him, which would be another probably hundreds and hundred fifty thousand. So you're talking about nearly you're talking about hundreds of thousands now. You're for the bonds manager. of quarter of a million. Yes. For the manager and it's a county team. Unless he's joined team, they can afford at the moment in Limerick. What <laughs> <laughs> I, I could never understand was uh, <clears throat> Galway won the All Ireland in uh, 2017. Uh, we beat him in 2018 just by a pint. Mihal O'Donoghue had done a very good job, and I could never understand now there's different rumours flying around as to why he wasn't reappointed for the following year. Now, I thought he did an excellent job. He always struck me as being a fair minded person. Uh, well able to, uh, like he knew like what the task was, he handled, handled it very well. Uh, obviously the players, apparently, by all accounts, uh, wanted him. Uh, there was some conflict between Michal O'Donoghue and the county board. Uh, again, again, based on rumours, there, there seems to be something uh, amiss at county board level in Galway uh, when it comes to the hurling side. And now they're floundering, looking for a person. I would never be in favour myself personally of going outside the county for a manager. I think you know uh, to expect somebody to come from outside and to have you know the spirit and to have you know that drive to push you on. I know it has happened in the past, but by and large, I think it's better. And the players would take to uh, a local person or a person from the county. And I can't understand Galway have had great success at minor, uh, under 21 and un under 20. How there are people well qualified and well suitable, and I don't think how it's down to all, it's all down to money. I think there is personality clashes there, etc. Well, I wouldn't disagree with you at all, still there, like, because there is, I mean, they're known for that in Galway, you know, and he's fighting because and there, you know, is 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 at the top of the range, you know, and uh, what you what you to there is it is it, really the heart and soul of the GA, like, and what the GA was set up for, and uh, as for the club, for the county, for your parish. But those are the councils, they're well gone, you know, I mean, tis, tis now, we've reached now a situation where, where money counts and, and money speaks all languages, unfortunately, like, I, w I totally agree with you, that you want, if, if you have, if you have a, an, a, um, a club team and you have to go outside the, the, the borders of your club, you know, it, you see, this thing became popular because Fela said, oh, we have no outside men. We have to have no outside men need to manage the club here. You see, and then it became an epidemic. And then it started to manifest, it, manifest itself in the county scene. And, we did, and then the money came into it. And your fellas crossing borders and like David Fields travelling the country, like mercenaries, like I, I test them. Oh, to be honest about it, to the hard work to you now, but that's what I test them. I mean, and we are, we are a, 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 a club-based organization and we love the GA, we love the holding, we love the, the what makes up the GA. And but you see, I'm afraid we're in the minority now in the in the in the decision makers because now it is all about money. In Crow Park, Crow Park now are building hotels and buying land in Dublin. And I don't think that Michael Cusick and his compatriots when they set it up a long time ago that they, that they intended building hotels, you know, and that's been allowed to do it, which is worse. Croke Park mustn't be that wealthy, Tom. You keep saying about the wealth that the GA have. Like I see that they got big grants again today from the government, so that must be that must be having the poor mode somewhere. Well, sure. The thing about it is that when the handout is going, and why why wouldn't they be entitled to anything else? Totally agree. I mean, I I I I I get it. 
kind of physically sick when I hear about the, the GA getting money on the FAI or OBU in the violent. I mean, I, and as for the racing board and the railroad board, well, I mean, to say, if people actually knew the, the amount of money they're getting and people sleeping in doorways and in the soup kitchens, like, and we're feeding people and we find to house them and, and to give them accommodation for overnight and be giving them organisations who are full of money and who have wasted more money, I suppose, than the government. If if the truth was known and if you looked into and if we you have we you bring the money being parted to managers and where and, and where are our authorities about that they're, they're, they're turning a blind eye to it and where are their revenue what are they doing about it I mean it's the greatest racket of all time and to be giving the money out of public funds like giving the IRFU who are paying for us hundreds of thousands in salaries giving money to the Arabs and giving money to the to the horse racing board and to the greyhound board. Well, I mean, it should happen in no country in the world. A hundred million has been handed out this year, roughly, almost, uh, to, and most of you have gone to those clubs that you have mentioned, the, the GAA, FAA, rugby. Uh, couldn't stop at a hundred now, Cyril. Couldn't stop at a hundred. Well, there was 90, 65 million announced today and there was 26 million announced earlier on in the year. So, But, like, to the minority sports are, 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 are losing out here. Well, and we'll say, we'll say in the Olympic Games now, we had, we had Kelly, Kelly Harrington and we had other boxers. And in fairness, uh, boxing is, is the poor relation as regards sports in this country. Well, and and in, bo- yeah. in boxing, uh, brings on the, uh, it basically targets the less, pr- less privileged in society. And it is they that are attracted into boxing and they're not being looked after. And it is they that are producing the goods at the moment. And from very meagre meager resources, we'll say Kelly Harrington, when she, she's in her, she's 30 years of age or something she at the moment now, over 30. Yeah. And when she was coming through the ranks in her own club, and even to this present day, there isn't even showers in her old club where she, where she trained. She, and she said herself that after a, a, a session, she'd have to come home to have a shower and wash down. And we had the same with Katie, Katie Taylor when she, 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 she went through yeah. the same stuff. And, and Katie Taylor like, is, is a role model now, and she has promoted women's boxing big time in, in, in the world. But they're, they're not getting the recognition. But it's, it's not a glamorous sport of course and that's why and you, you, it's not elitist and it's not this and it's that that so they're not getting it and they should be well you see when well, you because they have proved well, themselves well, Christian, yeah. um, you're talking there now as if uh, all these minutes are going to the central bodies of these uh, things. I think a lot of it is filtering down to club level uh, you know, it's not just all about a crop park or you know the Viva Stadium uh, I would imagine. Uh, I would like to say administration. How, how, I would say t- it takes well, a lot administration of it. might have obviously that costs money as well. But uh, no, I think the, the one organisation that I would always stand by is the GA. Like you go into any parish, travel in into bit of the country, and you will see fantastic pictures, uh, fantastic uh, dressing rooms, uh, other facilities, uh, stands, etc. So I mean, a, a lot of that was done. Uh, uh, obviously, we, we say from from uh, local uh, volunteers and people collecting money, but a lot of it was it came from uh, grants, you know, sports capital grants as well, and from Crow Park. So it's not all about, and like it's it's very important. Other organisations have to account for themselves. Like you, like you talk about the IRFU and soccer. I mean, very few of them have decent pitches around the country. Very few. I mean, in, in comparison to the GA, you can talk forever. 
but at least the GA can show you where they have invested the money. It's there for the, the, the people going, going forward. So, I mean, I, I, I don't like this blanket criticism. I mean, because it's our own, it's the own, it's, it's a native organization. It's promoting our own uh, unique uh, games, uh, hurling and yet football, and to a lesser extent, handball. And I would be very proud to be associated with the GA. I would say everything is nice and rosy, but, but well, by sure. and large, we would be a very poor country if all we had to watch day in, day out was, was English soccer. Can you imagine a more pathetic world than to be watching British soccer or, or the Lions rugby day in, day out? I would off my head. Well, I'll tell you something, like, no one will disagree with what you're saying no, or saying at all. We're not, you see, what we're talking about is, is uh, you, you, a, lot of the, a lot of the infrastructure and 90% of it of the, in the GA was built by volunteers and, and by parishioners and by people putting their hands into their pocket and, 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 and forking out their time, their energy their goodwill, I mean, and there's no doubt what we have built up in the GA an infrastructure that is, uh, that is second to none. But inside in the middle of that, you, we are an amateur organisation. You have people that are getting, in actual fact, a fortune of money out of it. And these are the people that I'm, that, that I'm talking about. I'm talking about these girls in Fort Park. I'm talking about these girls that's going around getting hundreds of thousands of euros into their pocket. I mean, cash... No, no, no one's supposed to know about it. The world that, that you, we're not supposed to talk about. And the clubs, like, if you if you start a project in the morning in any club in Ireland, you'll be put through the ringers from the lotto or for this, the, another organisation that's, that's supposed to be supporting all these local local things as well. Like, and, and you go looking for money from I go look money from Crow Park, and you'll see the rigmarole you have to go through and, the, and what you'll get for a finish. Like, they talk about it all right. The money that the GA had accumulated over the years... And where to gone, I'd like to know. And, and I, I certainly think that the day that they're buying, that they're buying hotels and building hotels and buying large parts of Dublin above in land banks, I think myself it's time to stop supporting the GA with money and let them, let them finance their own. Let them finance their own, I mean, their own affairs. And this is what no one talking about, you see. What's Tom Ryan getting in the GA? How much, what are you getting? What's making they getting above and drop back? They've been paid lashing the money, big sum, big salaries, these friends. But I, I'm involved in this year, 70 years since I was able to walk. I never got a penny out this year. No, I wanted it. But, I, but, I see, but I'm not going to stand back and watch these fellas go and say, like, oh, we're great, we're great men. There's, there is money awash for certain people. And that's, that, I, I know we have to, we have to build an earth having having a cushion as well and, and just I mean for their own egos and things. And the money the, the questions haven't been asked, you see. There's too much people in this country in badly need of, of services. And any sporting organization that I, I agree with Christy, we have to support our international athletes athletes here. We have to support them, let it be our boxers, our rowers, our, our, our athletes, our runners that, are, that, that haven't the actual financial backing. I mean, one of our taekwondo, I mean, boxers had to get money get money from the credit union. Did you ever hear anything in the lake for it your life? Right, we are approaching another ad break and I have a couple of texts for after the ad break as well. Don't forget, if you want us to talk about something, you can text 087 or you can call 069 66 200 and we will be back with you shortly.
County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Shirley O'Regan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Carol McCatorn, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back. And as I said before the break, I have a couple of texts to look at. So we'll start with this one. Hello, Shirley. Vera Ahern back again. Good evening, Vera. <laughs> Can you put the following to tonight's panel? Should Slauncher proposals be scrapped and a new proposal put in place? Well, I have not a full understanding. I have never studied what Slauncher is about. I know I think the, the ultimate goal is that you'll have a, a fair, uh, equitable uh, health service uh, for young and old, boys and girls, men and women, uh, that uh, would not deprive anybody of essential care. That that is the aim. How, yes. how it is to be achieved, I do not know. Uh, I haven't followed the, the workings or the machinations of this land of care or the HSE. It's, it would be a lovely goal. The only thing I would like to say is that it's a pity that we can't... I've heard people that have been, that have been to Cuba, and Cuba is, is one of the poorer countries in the world. Yes. But apparently uh, their health service is second, second to none. Yeah. Like, and, uh, despite all the provocation from the USA, uh, the embargoes, the one emphasis they've had from the time that uh, Cuba became free of American domination was they put great emphasis on healthcare, and healthcare is there for everybody, and uh, there's nobody not left aside. <coughs> They're a poor country, but but they put great emphasis on it. And as the Shannon says, Oscarga is far and Talanta and on the Talanta. What do you think, Christy? Well, yeah, I, I go along with Cheryl. I wouldn't be too too up to speed on what uh, what is going on in it. And uh, yes, they are looking for a fair system for everybody and and f- and fair access, which there isn't at the moment because uh, you you have to have uh, expensive uh, private health insurance if you want to get anything done, and you have people on waiting lists for four and five years to get simple procedures done or whatever there is, and there and is a, a talk of, of somebody getting a, an appointment for 13 years into the future during the week there well look that, that's that, that's it that's the crazy you know, that's that the mad? crazy system like and, and, and you, have, you have people in pain will say you we have a, there's a few TDs especially there's Michael Collins in, in West Cork he's sending bus loads uh, nearly a bus every week up to Belfast to get cataracts done yes. and, and other procedures and he's just he's to me he's the only TD the end of all that's doing that's what he's salt he, he's he's really push 
getting the work done and he has a bus nearly he's going up to Belfast the every week. He's, he's solving a problem but we, we shouldn't have to be sending them to Belfast because when they go to Belfast they, they can get reimbursed by, reimbursed by by the help board down here afterwards. Yes. So like why why can't the work be done in Cork or in Limerick and all these places where exactly. well, I, ju- I just don't know. I, I, it, it baffles it baffles me like and and People have to have, if they want to get uh, fast-tracked into the system, they have to have expensive health, uh, private insurance, and, and it's not fair, and it, it, it's, it's there again. If you, ha- if you have the money, you'll you get looked after, but if you haven't, you won't. And they're not, they're not really, even they can put any label they like on it, and they can set up all these commissions and all these boards about committees, about solving this and that and the other thing, but... They need only solved. There's a few glaring issues that they need only solve, and it would fast track it. And one of them I mentioned was was have the hospitals open 24/7 for for procedures, for MRIs, for scans. That would definitely speed up the backlog. But no, they'll have it for a third of the time, for for, for half the week. And 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 sure, like it's going to. the numbers are going to accumulate, and I would say with the last two years, then with COVID, sure everything has backed up. Even the private system has backed up. I know, I know a person that has been waiting 12 months in in the private system to get a procedure done, and like when that's happening in the private system, you can imagine what's that's happening not, in the yeah. public system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? Do you think that they need to scrap the proposals and start again? And well, how we really don't know what the proposal was. It's, it's, um, it's back. Strata Care will introduce again as a plan, you know, mm. and to support by all parties, which it should be. And I agree with Settle Lake. I mean, any any country, any democracy, if what this salt is judged by the way it looks after the most vulnerable people. And we have, on this programme, advocated this from day, from day one. You know, I mean, I, I'm at a loss. I, I've, I'm around a while and I've seen different systems come and go. And I've, and I'm, I've my ear to the ground and a lot of issues like, and I study these things. And I often wonder what what kind of a country are we taught? We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to be, you know, a modern democracy, one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Now, when we take into consideration all the money laundering that we have, control our banks, if we had all that, if we could lay our hands on that even, I mean, we'd be able to... But, but as I guess planning, as I guess management, I mean, we have failed dismally in different areas. Health is one. Justice and criminality and and that area is the other one that are there in f- f- facing us every day of the week. Or we, we can't project... We have different people coming in with different ideas. And first of all, we, we've been praising the nurses here, and rightly so, and our, and our, and our doctors. But I always advocated, why can't we train more of them? But when we did train more of them, they all left because they, they couldn't get jobs in our hospitals. That's not too long ago at all. That's right, about three or four years ago. Now, when we brought back, the, when we had invited them back from Australia, from America, back here, they couldn't get work because of they were only working for agencies for a couple of hours a week and they couldn't even get accommodation. So our health service is in a mess. Now, COVID and, our, and the way we've worked through it, like, and the way we've worked, the vaccination system has worked. And, you know, so that kind is covering an after, an after the cracks. Our, our, our health service is in deep crisis. And the cause of those crises are the controls that are within the system, the unions, the consultants, 
the doctors, the nurse organisations, all those have a, a huge say in the running of our system. Christy has put a fantastic suggestion here tonight that it should be, we should be able to operate our hospitals like we do, like uh, as they are emergency services and be able to work them in the shift, like the girls work in the shift. They should, we should be, I know that they are shift workers and nurses there, but the services aren't, the backup isn't there, the clerical backup isn't there, the, the actual x-rays, the MRIs, the, the blood tests, all those, our laboratories are closed, because why? Custom and practice and control. You see, we're, I mean, the consultants are running the show and we're afraid to take them on. We're actually afraid. And, and now we have two or three different rates of consultants and new consultants are coming into the service who are getting way less than the people that were working there already. Like you'll be working side by side in any factory floor or in any laboratory or in any in any production line and, and you're getting maybe twice as much as the, man, as the man or woman next to you. That doesn't work. But you see... We, it's a crisis that we can't actually solve because we haven't enough of people trained, we haven't enough of doctors trained, no nurses. And why? I don't know. Because everyone, every year when you come down to this, uh, the leaving, that how many points did you get to be a doctor? Yes. You know, I mean, why? what's the big, the big deal about being a doctor like? I mean, like being anything. I mean, we know they're all highly educated, but why not provide the places... They're not providing the places because, you see, they, they have control of it. They don't want the doctor's friend. They, they don't want them because, you see, it will disrupt the status quo. We have no... We have, we, our, our, our local doctors and our dispensary doctors are vanishing. They're, under, they're, they're saying, there's a man the other day, he was eight years of age and he was still working. He said he had to keep going because there was no death to replace him. So how can you expand a health service with no staff like? And when we brought the staff back from... Overseas that, that we'd already exported after after paying hundreds of millions to educate and train, that they, they didn't give them the work. I mean, it's the greatest disaster of a setup. But still, in all you see, you can see the cracks already. You can see our friend Mr. Watt and his and and his his attitude towards Atlantic care and towards to the new regionalisation, as you said, Christy, while ago. They scrapped all the helpers because, and then, but they kept all the staff. They, they, double they, them you up, see, I'd double them up, and yeah, double them up. Without, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about administration now, Christy. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, they are, the, the people at the corporate face, they all left and went to America and went to, and went to Australia and went to England, and they're still going, and they still will be going there because I mean, they're, they're, giving them, they're giving them top rates. And I, I, I said, said well, I have no problem with people being well paid. We should be paying all pay rates here in all areas. And like our basic rate is, is pittance, it's an insult to, to get people to work for what they're charging. Never mind what, to, what, what nurses have been paid. So it's a mess. And, I, and unfortunately, we haven't the people to sort it. As, uh, as Tom says, I, I can't understand <laughs> why they don't train more of them. Uh, of course, they want to keep a closed shop, I suppose. Yeah, and put, put, they put, get, put in more spaces. Yeah. I can't see why, look, a person getting 600 pints, maybe the person getting 300 pints would be just as good a doctor. It, it, there's never any sense of you know, aptitude with, the, with these Like these You courses, might have you know. a flair for something. You might have a flair for nursing or yeah, teaching or whatever. But just because you haven't these pints, these magic pints, yeah, you the won't get there. Don't necessarily guarantee that you have an aptitude or 
a bedside manner or the ability to, yeah, to actually do it. That's it. And, that's and, it. And, and, and they and, never and seem to, to look at that. You know, there are people who would be perfectly great doctors who maybe might not get the requisite 600 points. Now, we have a bunch of texts. And we have a end. problem in the dentistry side of it at the moment as well, a fierce shortage of dentists. For the same reason, they're not training them. Right. So we have a bunch of new texts popping in. We'll fit one in before the next ad break and we'll keep the other for after. Um, hello, Shirley and panel. I sent this text from the high hills of Nakro Kaharkan Lish. So lovely to hear your calm, soothing voice tonight, Shirley. Oh, well. <laughs> we do what we can. Can the panel give their view on the following? Can the government implement the new Building Ireland plan or is it all hot air? Also, does the panel feel we need the Limerick to Cork motorway? And that's from Mark Tierney in Knock Row. What do we think? Do we need the Limerick to Cork motorway? Can the government implement the new Building Ireland plan? Is it all hot air? Sure, well, just, we, uh, just before uh, coming to that, I would just like to say something about, uh, about the whole health uh, question. Uh, I think tonight, we, uh, we, this country has become very unhealthy anyway. Yes. I think there should be a big emphasis on education from a young age. I mean, like, apparently obesity is, is is rampant on in this country. Uh, lifestyle is is very poor. Less and less people being active. Yeah, I was just going to say not, not even so much obesity, are, are but inactivity. Big, big, big queues uh, for people waiting for uh, treatment and separate procedure. Lifestyle, I think, an emphasis should be put on from a very young age that you have to be active. You have to play sport, you should play sport, uh, you should uh, healthy eating, uh, avoid the sugary drinks and all that. I just happened to see, I don't watch TV, but I just happened to see a, a bit of a problem like the other night out in, Mexi out in Mexico, uh, where uh, they're dying by the thousands. COVID is nothing compared to obesity, and the biggest cause of it is Coca-Cola. They drink Coca-Cola by the litres every day, and apparently the Americans are pushing on Coca-Cola there. It's very sad out there. So I think, you know, our country has does aspects to our uh, you know, health service that could be, you know, with every Jew, if we lived no more more uh, healthy lives and eat, uh, uh, eat more healthy foods, etc. <laughs> yes. well, you could apply that across the board because, I mean, education, it, it has to start with education. Yes, it has to, I mean, our, our crime factor. Also, should start with education. But there's nobody talking about it, you see. There's nobody talking Our teachers want to learn about that, like. No, no. They don't, you see, and our curriculum, like, you know, the Department of Education don't, and I'm interested. You're 100% right, like. I mean, we have to start at school, we have to start again, you see, across the board. Especially, especially crime in that, you know. I mean, and, and this antisocial behaviour that, that's kind of rampant now, you know. I mean, it's an actual fact. It's, it's maybe a bigger epidemic than anything our antisocial behaviour and our crime and our murders and our serious criminal injuries and, and our drug situation is out of control. Frightening now. I know we're drifting away from, <coughs> from, from uh, the and question. Can I just, yeah. we have an ad break to take, so yeah. we can take the ad break and we'll pop back to Mark Tierney's yeah. question. And I also have a message from Billy Maguire as well for after the break. So we'll be back with you in two minutes or so. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
You are listening to the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 6th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Shirley O'Regan and Tom Ryan, Christy Kelly and Carol McCutton, as this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back. Now we are heading into our last 20 minutes of the programme, so if you have any last minute texts or calls, you can call 069 66 200 or you can text 087 166 9800. We would love to hear from you. Now we have a couple of calls and texts here to, to kind of get back to. Um, we had Mark Tierney's one that we'll get back to in a minute because we want to talk about the new Building Ireland plan. We're a bit excited about that. <laughs> we also have a message from Billy Maguire. Billy Maguire from Kappa called, the GAA illegally took off the seal and era off the medal on the 4th of September 2008. Two former presidents and the current one should be protecting the seal and era. If the same happened to the euro currency and passport, this will render them useless and no one is accountable. Well, accountability is something that we have have said is is in very short supply across the board tonight and everything we've been talking about haven't we <laughs> nobody's making themselves accountable for a lot of the, the 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 strange things that have been going on i'm afraid mr mcguire and that is that is as it is and the worst thing is that nobody's talking about it either you know nobody's objecting to any of these things so rolling back around to the new building ireland plan is it all hot air and do we need the Limerick to Cork motorway? Who's going to start? Which, which do you want to start with? Uh, well, I, f- I feel it's look, it's a, probably a plan that's uh, uh, just just rehashed into another glossy booklet, and and it's uh, aspirational. It's a plan about plans. plans isn't it? it is a plan of plans that have, we have seen before, and it's just rehashed and all that. Look, I, I, when I see we spoke about the, the mica earlier on, yes. and and okay, it's going to cost. Originally it was a billion, and now it's gone to three billion. And now there, are, th- this is this building island is is 165 billion it's or something. It's a supreme irony. So that I, I don't know. That against yeah. the, the the homes of the people whose houses yes, are they're looking at, them. at 10, 20 years down the road, what they're going to do. And, and they, they can't solve now. the present yeah. situation. Yeah, so exactly. it's just nonsense, as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's Look, you have to have plans, of course, but, yes. but realistic plans that that you know you can deliver. Now. These are just uh, political stunts because look, we had the local minister here before the election, and he was uh, guaranteeing basically the, um, the, the 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 motorway from Limerick to, to Cork. Like it was one of his his his, his bullet points for for for, for re-election, yes. you know. But look, I, I personally look, I have travelled. To, to Cork from Buttevant, you know, several times this year, and I didn't have a problem once I got out of Buttevant. So I if feel. You don't feel like you need I, the motorway. I feel definitely not from Buttevant on. Okay. I feel there is no problem. I think once the Buttevant and Charleford would be bypassed, that would that would be sufficient, and, uh, and maybe straighten a few bins along the way, and that would be it. And what I see about motorways, 
I see the amount of, of ground that's actually wasted in motorways. You could build another motorway at the side of each motorway, the way they waste ground and use ground. So, and like you're, you're looking at farmers, in fairness, their, their lands are going to be confiscated basically to get, to get, to, to get, and look, I suppose we, we, we need to, to get things done all right, but look, there are about this motorway, this big motorway to Cork and to spare you five minutes maybe or something yeah, like yeah. that. But I, I, I firmly believe this motorway is just another way of bypassing Limerick because it's from Galway to Limerick to Cork. Like, who, who's going to, if they're traveling, they're not going to be calling into Limerick, in they're, going to, they're going to be using it as a bypass. Sure. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, Chris, I think you touched on something very important there. Uh, in, in, in lots of cases, it is uh, towns uh, get congested, you know, with you know, the traffic uh, going through from either direction. And uh, if some of these towns had a, 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 a bypass, now the bypasses obviously are going to cost money, but if each town, let's say, take home the number here, Newcastle West Abbey Field, if those two were sorted out, I think then you know, it would be free flowing traffic and, and a dare, of course. Uh, so, like, why would you need them, like, a motorway going back to Tralee or Killarney? The same thing as I said, like, you can travel up to Croome, up to Charleville, no problem. That's right. It's a fine, wide road. I know it's a, it's not a, a dual carriageway, but, I mean, I, I know, and the speed is very... It's adequate. It, it is adequate. Now, if you can bypass, and Charleville, actually, you can nearly bypass Charleville. No, there is a, there is a way around Charleville. It doesn't, you don't have to go up the main street. So, like, what are they talking about? Mallow is actually bypassed. So it's a mad idea, I think, this yeah. motorway. But it, of course, it's, it's just to spin more money that we don't have, and, and, and to waste money, obviously. And, and it could be what that spare, what that spare doing that. Imagine the amount of other work jobs they could do. Yeah. And they're not. Like they're not. No but we say we need, we need leave Newcastle West. Uh, come out of Newcastle West. Come on to the N21 any morning at half past eight. You'll be you'll be there waiting and sitting, <laughs> and you'll be taking a chance to try and maybe move out. If you, especially if you're turning right, forget about it. Like because you're beating traffic. If you're turning right, you haven't a chance at all. If you're turning left, you might have some chance, but turning right, you have to cross the road. And then of course, once you cross the road and turn right, you're it's would said it's there on Bridge Street. You're on to. Uh, a pedestrian crossing straight away. You might have the boot down to get away, and then there's somebody walking across <laughs> the bloody pedestrian crossing, and and, and it's a, it's an accident waiting to happen. And and we have had so much political representation in this town, like it's just unbelievable between councillors and. TDs and everything, senators, the whole lot, and it's still the same today as it was when I remember it 50, 60 years ago. So it and and you have they, they seem to have a total uh, whatever is wrong with Limerick County Council, they they seem to have a total. Um, totally against roundabouts. I don't know why. We, we say you have a little roundabout in a day and it's only a small little thing in the middle of the street yeah. and it works. It works. And I can't see, okay, they say there isn't enough space, but the one in a day has no space and it works. And I can't see why it can work here in Newcastle West. And you have many junctions. You have the, munch, the junction at Borby coming down by the church. Yes. It's crazy as nice. well. And only for maybe the goodwill of other motorists, you won't get out in the morning there. And, and it's the same at other junctions. 
those being mistaken when they bypass the teal that uh, they hadn't done the same to New Hassel West and Abbeyfield at the same time. Now it's virtually Im impossible because you've had these sprawling estates going way, way, way so, out. So like the bypass now, you've want to have crazy. take you know, far more land and a long extension. I don't think we'll have to worry about it, Colonel. Well, you know, when you look at I think um, uh, uh, this is a rehash, a rehash of different development plans over the over years, over the recent years, and just to freshen it up and to look at uh, how we're going to spend more billions, 160 billion, like our our um, capabilities here would manage. Like, I won't say the word in a brewery, like, never mind uh, any spending in that, in that size. And to listen to Michael McGrath, who would give you a pain now, really, like, I mean, talking about bringing in outside experts to manage. Any of these, any of these um, haven't been costed, number one. They're actually only aspirations and political dreams. And and, and there's so much time now going into this, you know, going into rehashing this plan and there's such division within the government itself. One minister is saying there's going to be a road to Cork. Our Taoiseach and our Tarnister said he'll build a road to Cork and no road and Stuart Carriageway. The other minister in charge of it says that mightn't be going at all, they might be building doing taking away an ad binder, putting in a... I'd agree uh, with him, even though I don't agree with him <coughs> and anything. And uh, so therefore, before they dare about it, before they dare about it, hard stroke, like, you have a straight division there. They, are, they want to spend more on trains, they close down all the, all the railway tracks because they wouldn't be supported. They throw them in the railway lines. Now they're talking about opening them up again, putting on, they're putting, I think, the, the nuclear buses, what kind of buses they're, they're by now, they're putting them in. Hydrogen. Yes, hydrogen, sorry. Uh, but I, I know it's something about a bomb in my leg. But <laughs> anyway, um, you, you have, like, you know, all these are, are planned for the next 30 years. And as you said, Christy, our housing situation is in a disaster now. We should be, well, we're talking about that for the last nearly 10 years now, successive governments, including this one, all plans and all this. That's one thing they're talking about it, they're doing nothing about any talk. Then our health service is in disarray, our justice system is in disarray. All these vital areas of our present situation in order to develop ourselves going forward, that I mind what's going to happen down the road, because if we have any, see, all these these huge structures, like, I mean, the roadway to Cork, who's going to contract for that? That's going to be given to one company, like, or maybe five companies, all all different. They're talking about a public-private partnership. The nonsense and the duplicity, the duplicity of what's going on, like, and this and the amount of time and energy and waste of time is taken, like, with our ministers that should be doing their own job that they were elected to do now. That the, I mean, there's not, I, I don't, I always said we should be planning for the future, but we should definitely start, start at the beginning anyway, start which is now. future, like, yeah. they're not planning for tomorrow. They're yeah. planning for yeah. 30 years, but Top not for time. tomorrow. For, uh, now, at the moment, we're facing blackouts. Our hospital services, we're facing blackouts. Yeah, and once... One group that are providing the electricity said there will be the cancel generators, the closed down stations, uh, and the power stations. The nonsense has gone on with present management, like of, of our economy and our, our different our different areas, like of of huge 
that peop, our people need. Like we we spend arguing here tonight with one another about our health service, yeah. and it's in this area. Shall I make sure that God? That's what we should be. That's, that's, the, that's the what we should be doing. Be, yeah, the focus should be on the on the present on the situation. On, that is, on what's, on what's needed now. I, I know that there are two there are two large uh, power stations in this country at the moment. They're, they're shut down at the moment for maintenance because there are serious defects in them. But but they're, they're due to come back on shortly. But they're due to come back. But yeah. but there there is questions whether they will even come back because yeah. of the cost of gas. They're run by gas, and the gas is gonna and it's not viable for them to come back at the moment unless they'll get more subsidy from well, the, the government. Only, the only way uh, well it's from the public's we'll have, purse. Yeah, really. We'll have to buy the gas off Mr. Putin. <laughs> and, and from what I can understand from the latest reports, he has a lot of money in Irish banks, and we, we might be able to confiscate that and, 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 and buy the gas with his own money <laughs> and keep our fortunes open. Well, we have even right. China who have so much power right there. They're even getting blackouts at the moment. I have one last text, the last text of the evening, just in. Um, it's a little one, I don't know. Have any of you been watching Kin? on RTE. Hello, Shirley and panel. Lovely to hear your voice back on the airwaves tonight. Does the panel feel the new programme Kin should be banned from RTE television? Personally, I feel it should be, as it's giving people too many insights, and that's from Mike in Kilmallock. Have any of you seen it? No. <laughs> Not well, me. I, I, don't, I don't watch TV. I have no TV, so I can't comment. Well, I'd say the concept of it alone is like it's based again on uh, on gang warfare and drug warfare in 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 Dublin, and you can uh, bring that into any county now or any town or any village now or any. And is it road. necessary for us to be watching fictionalised versions of this when we see it on our news every night? You know, it's just yes, it's, it's a, gratuitous. I think it's an absolute disgrace. That's what it is. And love here was the same. And you see, this is where this is where our program. But this is where our license fee goes. It's a disgrace. You're right, of course. You know, and we're watching the likes of this, right? No, I saw 10 minutes of it at one point and I just lost patience. We're watching the likes of this and we're watching repeat upon repeat upon repeat and no new programming. This is where our license fee goes. And why? Why? But we're watching, Shirley. Shirley, what we're watching is the damage that's been done by the by the content of this programme, like. Yes. And, 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 and the way these people are being, are being highlighted and the way they're being made into kind of heroes like and kind of, you know, and the damage that's been done by their, by their dealing in debt, in drugs, and like and what's happening in every village and every crossroads around the country, we have suicides, we have violence in our, at our own doorstep. We needn't go to Dublin at all. The violence that's been perpetrated in the cities and towns and villages is unbelievable. A lot of it going undercover. And then on top of that, we have our big disclosure this year where we have another ex-superintendent plus a few uh, top uh, guardian in Dublin and they've been charged now with being involved with the drug gangs. We have a lot of problems here and and, and, and I don't think within the guardian itself and within and it's, it's an actual fact we have rather than be showing and highlighting violence and drug dealing and the murders and the violence that's been perpetrated by these gangs in reality not mind making television programs of them we should be taking and making sure that our agencies such as CAB and, and, and the Gardaí are doing their job and they're not. Surely if you take most of the, of the programs on TV from other channels, most of it is, is coming from like America and I'd say definitely 70% is to do with detective series. Yes. And what is it about just guns, dealing with gangsters, dealing with criminals? 
And that's all it is. So is it any different? I mean, this is, this is what people are being given day in, day out. This is what people see on all other channels. So yeah, but it's different. It is different in ways that it, 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 it highlights the, the, the actual real product. The drug gangs, how they operate, yeah. how they, they the amount of the amount of violence that they perpetrate, and the damage that that they're dealing that, that they're dealing in that does. Sure, um, the James Bond films are all about that as well. Yeah, but they're, Nobody, they're, they're, they're only but they're funny. They're funny. We live, I think we live, <laughs> we live, <laughs> we live James Bond to the British. Last last week we 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 brought, got a fellow extradited from Spain. And he's going to be in jail now for the next 12 months before a court hearing. Did you, did you ever hear the bait of it? Like, they're, they're five years trying to bring him back. And they have him brought back now, and he has to spend another year in jail before they'll try him. And what is all that going to cost? And his family are probably under guard of protection and everything else. And I hope to show them Surely, be the God, when they brought him back, they had a case and just... Uh, Get on with the case yeah, instead and, of dragging and, it out. And Christian, I hope the crowd mind him and the crowd that took the prison to Dublin last week and got drunk. Ah, look, I mean, but did you find that the amount of media coverage about the monk was extraordinary and unnecessary? Of, of course, look, look uh, he was at, attended some. He, he attended some funeral there, uh, some relation there two years ago or something like that, and he was pictured at it, like you know. I think he was in the late <laughs> <laughs> He may have been. Yeah, well, I said, yeah, one time. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, as uh, the monk or Jerry yeah. uh, like he has become a uh, cult figure, yeah. and uh, apparently. A kind of a legend. Yeah. And, and, and but the fact that he's brought back here. Oh, we've had a, a cult figure in this country. We are we are at our limit, gentlemen. Um, thank you for joining me this evening, and thank you all for listening, and all of you for your texts and calls. Um, Pat will be back next week. Good night and take care. One o two FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westlandwick 102 FM on the 6th of October 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Christy Kelly and Carol McCarton join Shirley O'Regan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.